Welcome to the first of four podcasts where we'll be discussing pension scheme surpluses. My name is Joseph Wren, I'm a partner at Travers Smith, and I'm delighted to be joined by Karina Brooks and Emer Kelly, partners at EY, as well as my partner at Travers Smith, Dan Naylor. To set the scene, we'll be covering a different linked topic in each podcast. In the first, we'll cover the general market landscape. In the second, schemes in deficit where sponsor contributions are still being made. In the third, schemes in surplus where sponsor contributions have ceased. And in the fourth and final podcast, situations involving a scheme in deficit and a scheme in surplus within the same corporate group. These podcasts are aimed at sponsors and trustees and will take a holistic approach. The focus is on how to get a good outcome for all stakeholders rather than taking sides in a zero-sum game. So, to get the ball rolling, what do we mean by surplus? And from a legal and regulatory perspective, what's an acceptable target likely to be? Dan, do you want to come in on that one first? I think, well, I think the answer is that there probably means different things to different people in different contexts, but I'm going to try and, try and give a slightly better answer to, to the question than that. So I guess, I guess really most conversations about surplus, we're talking about surplus on a buyout basis, on, on winding up. Um, but but uh, corporates will obviously be very interested in, in surplus on an accounting an accounting basis, and that will often be a key driver for, for, for a corporate in taking decisions around the pension scheme. Um, and from a pension scheme perspective, obviously there will be conversations around surplus that involve um, identifying a surplus on the scheme's own ongoing funding basis. And your question about sort of regulatory um, sort of targets, I guess one of the big open questions in pensions right now is is the impact of the, the new um, code of practice and, 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 and rules around funding of pension schemes and identifying uh, surplus on a sort of self-sufficiency basis and there might be conversations for corporates and trustees around using some, um, some surplus on that scheme, scheme funding basis um, to, to, to use that for, for other purposes within the scheme. Um, so, so I think it probably means different things for different people in different contexts and the key thing always in questions around surplus is to identify what sort of surplus we're talking about whenever we're having these conversations. Thanks, Dan. I think that's a, that's a topic we'll keep coming back to in these, uh, in these podcasts. And I think, is it worth adding that in some of the later podcasts, we'll talk a bit more about structures that you can set up with a corporate um, outside the scheme, where actually then you might be looking at surplus on a holistic basis between the two structures, the structure outside the scheme and the scheme itself. Yeah, that's helpful. Yeah, thank, thank, thanks, Karina. And actually, just sticking with you, Karina, why has the topic of surpluses and surplus management become more prominent on the corporate and scheme agenda? And I suppose just to, to link into that, do we think that that trend will continue? Okay, so two questions. I think the first question, why has it become more prominent, is obviously as a result of various economic um, uh, environment things last year. Um, schemes are some schemes at least, and probably a, quite a number of schemes are in a better funding position than they have been. So this is probably higher up their agenda, whether they're in the position you talked about where they already have a surplus on one of the bases we've talked about, or whether or not they can see that, that time horizon to getting to a surplus has, has shrunk. Um, do I think that trend will continue? Yes, I think it will as, as we move further down that funding agenda. But I mean, to the point we've just made, the situation can change quite quickly. What we've seen in the uh, in the last six months to a year is that is the economic environment has been quite volatile and that has meant that schemes have moved very quickly from a position where perhaps they didn't see a surplus on any basis for 5, 10, 15 years in some cases to a much, much uh, closer term. And there are schemes, of course, who, who have come out of the recent economic volatility in a worse position. And so actually are having to think about their 
their funding position and their surplus in a, in a very different time horizon again. So I, th I think um, for the purpose of these sessions, while we've cut them up, so we talk about schemes that are in surplus and schemes that aren't in surplus, I think again a recurring theme here is going to be that that position can move around and effectively the time to start thinking and about move around, this. Move around quickly. And, and, and move around and quickly. A whole load of conversations you didn't think were relevant to you are now relevant um, and, and it just demonstrates the, um, the need to, to plan ahead um, and, and accept that, you know, especially where funding volatility can change can change so, so quickly for schemes. And I think, you know, we've talked about, you know, one of my favourite topics is scenario planning from a company perspective, from a corporate perspective. But actually, this is scenario planning for the schemes from a scheme perspective for the different types of funding environment. Yeah. Well, maybe just sticking with that then. So while we're, we're talking about these points at a high level, what, what potential surplus-related issues can we can we sort of foresee from a sponsor perspective and from a, from a trustee perspective? So maybe... Ymir, you might want to give us some, some thoughts, particularly from an accounting perspective. And then, Dan, I don't know if you want to chip in with a few other legal thoughts as well. Absolutely. So, you know, the accounting lens is important for the corporate. There's no doubt about it. And there is a lot to think about. Um, you know, at the moment, a lot of corporates have pension schemes that are in surplus on an accounting measure. And that's given, you know, the recent market movements and in particular the movement on corporate bond yields. But that doesn't necessarily translate to surplus on an insurance company measure, for example, as often insurance pricing is calculated on a more prudent basis than an accounting measure. So actually what you can find is that much of the surplus on an accounting measure could in fact be used up in the context of an insurance company buyout transaction. Um, and so for that reason, I mean, it's important that these types of de-risking transactions and insurance transactions are actually thought through from an accounting perspective. The choreography and the timing is important, and it's important for corporates and other stakeholders to understand this. Um, and also to understand, you know, post, uh, for example, an insurance buyout event, how you might deal from an accounting perspective with, um, you know, potentially residual surplus left. I mean, you know, you could be in the territory there of benefit augmentations or refund to the corporate. Um, nice problems to have, but, the accounting treatment does need to be understood and worked through. Um, and then also for US GAAP reporting entities, there's another consideration when you're accounting for, you know, pension scheme de-risking or insurance company transactions. And that's how it all flows through the income statement because there's a quirk in the standard that slightly differs from UK GAAP. And again, just needs to be properly understood and built into any planning. As, as a lawyer, the, the accounting rules around pension scheme are just a complete mystery to me, I have to, have to admit. But uh, one, one of the thoughts that I have had is, is that clearly um, the, the, there is benefit to the corporate in lots of scenarios having the sort of pension scheme surplus on an accounting basis featuring the company's accounts. Uh, and, and one question, I suppose, is, is whether or not the current economic environment potentially means that, that corporates will value that surplus on an accounting basis e even more? Is that, is, that, is that a real thing? Or? So that's a really interesting point, actually, Dan. Um, and I think I'd probably say yes, no, and, and maybe shades of grey, to be honest. Um, there are clearly situations where it's probably not unattractive to have a surplus on the balance sheet in times of um, economic headwinds. Um, although, actually, important to note that not all corporates that have schemes with accounting surpluses have the ability to recognise it all because there are indeed rules that restrict it in the absence of an unconditional right to it. Um, on the other hand, though, um, and as we can probably all recognise, um, a not insignificant amount of accounting surplus could get used up 
in the event of an insurance risk transaction, as I spoke about a little bit earlier. And for that reason, um, there are corporates who, in anticipation of an upcoming you know, future risk transaction, may take the opposite view. So it really depends on the circumstances. I think it can cut both ways, and it's often dependent really on the future plans for the scheme as much as anything else. It feels like it's something that just needs constant explanation to analysts and other people looking at the accounts when these things happen around pension schemes. Yeah, yeah, I think that's right. I, I think it is, you know, uh, sort of, unless you live and breathe this stuff daily, it can be, um, it, it's not always Yeah, and I think analysts and, and stakeholders and credit rating agencies and everybody are getting more sophisticated when it comes to pensions, but there's still probably a learning curve for many. Yeah. Well, thank you, Karina, Ymir and Dan. And please do join us for the second podcast in this series where we'll be continuing the discussion about pension scheme surpluses and we'll be focusing on schemes and deficit where the sponsor contributions are ongoing.